0: Welcome to Wednesday at the Cross, I'm glad you've joined us again, and we're going to continue in a conversation that we started a few weeks back on hope, and believe me, there's a lot of hopeless people around us, and uh, we want to encourage you to walk in the hope of God, and uh, again, I pray that this would be just a time of encouragement for you as you dive into the Word with us tonight. I wanna revisit the working definition we gave for hope, and it would be this Hope is having confidence in God. Hope is believing what God has promised in His Word. It's true. Hope is a resolve to keep walking and trusting God even when the road seems aimless. Now, biblical hope, as we've looked at it, it's not an escape from reality. And it's not trying to avoid problems. Hope is not idle, it's not passive, and it's not just kind of kicking back, doing nothing. Hope is active, it's alive, it's vibrant. Hope is birthed out of the fact that the Holy Spirit, the very power and presence of God, dwells inside of us. Now, here's what we believe. Living a life of purpose will lead to encouragement. Encouragement then starts to lead to hope hope starts to lead to change and change leads to a better future And I think for each and every one of us. We would say I Desire a better future. I don't want to just be a better version of what I have been I want to be a new version of what I've never experienced So if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation God is at work in us right now to bring about even a more promised future So living with hope, real quick, to revisit, we established this. It will determine how we see ourselves, what we value, and what we do with our lives. And that was one of the biggest transformations uh, for me as I started walking in the hope and the joy of the Lord. It radically changed how I saw myself. I saw myself as a child of God, uh, a friend of Jesus, and it started to really alter and change everything that I valued. So let me dive in with you and I want to give you kind of four benefits of walking in hope. Grab a pen, grab a pad, write these down. I would say this, number one, hope liberates. Hope will release you from your past. Hope will free you from the chains that have kept you in prison. And when I talk about being imprisoned from the past, I'm talking about past failures. I'm talking about past hurts. I'm talking about dysfunctional family patterns. Uh, So many people walk in guilt. So many people walk around with a lack of confidence. And so when we start to walk in hope, it it, it starts to liberate us. I like what Paul said in Philippians chapter 3. He goes, this one thing I do. I'm forgetting what lies behind, and I'm pressing it and reaching for what's ahead. When he uses that phrase, I'm forgetting what lies behind, what he literally means is the past will no longer influence and affect me any longer. The past can be used to develop me, but the past will not be used to define me. Paul would also say when he was writing to the, the believers in Rome, He asked the question. He said, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me and set me free from this body of death? He goes on to say, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And then he says, there's no condemnation for those in Christ. And even Paul's own echoing word is, because of embracing the gospel, because of knowing Christ in a personal way, I am liberated from the chains. I don't have to walk in bondage. I would encourage you, as you think about hope, allow the power of the gospel to liberate you. Here would be a second truth. Hope motivates. Hope motivates. Hope helps you bounce back. And I started thinking about this. What is the difference between people who get up and keep moving versus those who get knocked down and just stay down? And every successful person I know has had to come back and has had to get up from discouraging circumstances. When you start to ponder the pages of Scripture, you go back in the Old Testament, even to the book of Genesis, Joseph. He was rejected by his brothers, he was sold as a slave, but eventually he returns from the outhouse and the doghouse, and he ends up being elevated in the king's house to such a lofty position. He got knocked down, but he got back up. David, he was elevated as king, even as a young teenage boy. But then as you study through uh, 1 Samuel, even reading through uh, so many of the Psalms, David royally jacked it up. I mean, you're talking about uh, his adulterous uh, relationship with Bathsheba, having her husband killed, but then he repents and he gets back up and he begins to walk in hope. And even Acts would say that David was a man after God's own heart. Now, the guy that God used to write the majority of the New Testament was Saul, the antagonist, turned Paul, the apologist. He was a persecutor. He was attacking and killing Christ's followers. Acts 9 gives us, if you will, the transformation of Saul to Paul. And once he encountered Jesus, he became an ambassador for the gospel. Now, here's what I want you to hear. And I'm so thankful for all the stories and real true narratives that we read in Scripture. But hope will look at what can be instead of what used to be. Hope looks at the future rather than just looking at the past. Hope believes and refuses to empower the current valley that you may be living in. Hope believes that Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because, Lord, you're with me. So hope liberates, but then hope motivates. And I pray that you would allow the hope of God and the the peace of Jesus and the grace of the gospel to permeate you and motivate you to keep going. A third truth, hope initiates. Hope sets you free to dream again. Hopeful people dream. It creates momentum. And when you start to walk in hope, here's what I know. People that are walking in the momentum of God start to attract other followers. Hey, what happened to you? Why is your life so radically different? I mean, I remember who you used to be, but who you are now, what happened to you? And let me tell you something. When you start to walk in hope, it leads to personal growth. It leads to relational health. It leads to spiritual maturation. Momentum keeps you focused on the future. Without hope, you won't have momentum. You'll be in trouble all your life. And I'm telling you right now, walk in the power of the gospel today. Here would be a fourth thing. Hope activates. Ah, oh, I love this. Hope is the fuel that makes the world a better place. Adequate resources, it doesn't change the world. But people with hearts strengthened by hope will change the world. And hope believes the truth. And hope is pressing into what God says to be true. Now, there's a big difference. And here's where I kind of want to drive over the next few moments with you. There is a big difference in accepting a lie and believing the truth, and I'm, I'm telling you right now, this was a big game changer for me. There are so many people that will just accept whatever is shared with them, and again, I encourage you dive into the truth. Uh, I've had people tell me, Tim, I struggle and I battle all sorts of things. Like 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 what? Like resentment? Oh, oh you do. And I've had people tell me the resentment and bitterness inside of me, I can't forgive. You can, based on Philippians 4.13. People quote this one all the time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The literal translation really should read more like this. Because of Christ's power that now dwells inside of me, his power gives me the strength to do all things to glorify the Father. You can't overcome resentment and bitterness? Give it to Jesus and allow the power of the gospel to permeate you. I've had people tell me, man, I I struggle with fear and anxiety. And there's so many right now living in fear, anxiety, and in panic. Tim, I'm so insecure. I can't relax. Let me tell you something. Memorize 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given you a spirit of fear. He has not given you a spirit of being timid. But he has given you a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. And I promise you through the mind of Christ, you can overcome any fear and anxiety that you're facing. I'm telling you, hope liberates, it motivates, it activates, it allows us to walk in freedom with Christ. Peter would write, he would say, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Paul would write in Philippians four, "Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer, supplication, let your requests be made known to God." I know personally that the peace and power of the gospel can help you overcome fear and anxiety. I've had people tell me, "Man, I'm stuck. I'm just I live in a place of discouragement. I'm just ready to give up. I don't have any reason for living. I don't have any momentum or hope," and. I will tell you this based on Lamentations. uh, Even Jeremiah, as he writes this, he says, This I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed, for his compassions never fail. He goes on to say, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. Morning by morning, new mercies I'm going to sing and I'm going to celebrate And I can tell you right now, the mercies of God, the compassion of God, the faithfulness of God, it will help you overcome any discouragement that you're facing. I've had people just tell me, hey, man, I've lived in isolation. I won't let people get next to me. I I just feel alone. Let me tell you something. The Lord will never leave you. You're never alone. No matter what you're going through. Just embrace the reality that wherever you're at, if you're a believer, wherever you're at, there's always three more. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God's not going to leave you. I know so many people that battle feelings of guilt. And, uh, I mean, guilt is bad. Guilt is based on an activity that you've done. Uh, Shame is where you start to empower, this is who I am. This is my identity. But so many people are living in guilt Man, you're not going to believe what I used to do. You're not going to believe the lifestyle, Tim, that I was in for for so long. And when the hope of the gospel takes root, back to Romans 8, 1, you will hear God say, there's no condemnation for you. I love you. If you're in Christ, you've been set free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Walk in the beauty of his hope. I've had so many again tell me, man, you don't know the failures of my life. If you look back over my track record and my spreadsheet, I, I I don't even know what success looks like. One of the first verses I memorized was Romans eight thirty seven, and it says, "In all these things, you're more than a conqueror through who, uh, through Christ who loved you." And I pray that you would walk in that freedom today. Man, I'm so stressed. Oh, I'm just weighed down. I'm overwhelmed with just the pressures of life. I mean, I, I don't even know how we're going to pay the bills. I don't. I don't even know where the next dollar's coming from. And Jesus, and this is where I'm going to land this Sunday. John sixteen thirty three. All oh, of this, Jesus makes this observation this statement. He says, "Let me tell you something. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have trouble, but." Be of good cheer, in me you will have peace, and I have overcome the world. And whether you're weary today, whether you're tired, the Lord is your strength and your salvation. You can walk in that today. Whether you feel like that you're facing so much opposition and you don't know which way to turn. Again, I'm just speaking truth over you. Greater is he who lives inside of you than he who is in the world, and, and, and you're looking for answers, and you're looking for direction today. I can promise you, Tim, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. James says, come to me if you like wisdom. I give generously, and I give liberally to all. I invite you to walk in the hope of the gospel today. Your God will supply all of your need according to your riches, uh, his riches in Christ Jesus. And so as you sit there and ponder again uh, just this whole narrative of hope, I pray that you would walk in the freedom of the gospel today. I pray that you will realize that God is wanting to stretch your faith today. He's wanting to deepen your dependence on him today. And as we continue to uh, ponder hope, I can honestly tell you the hope of God based on Romans 5 does not disappoint. I stand before you today a hopeful man because of the goodness of God. Not based on what Tim has done in the past. Not even based on what Tim is doing right now, but I'm walking in hope. A confident anticipation, believing what God has said, even though the road may seem aimless at times, God, I'm trusting you and I'm going to press in. I pray that you would press in to the hope of who Christ is. Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have to just sit before you and ponder you And Lord, when we look at how big you are and how small we are in comparison to you, we just want to say that our God is greater. Our God is greater, and we lean into you and we trust you in Christ's name, amen. I pray that you make it a great night. Many of you will be diving into small groups now, Zoom calls, whatever, Hey. Let's encourage each other, let's build each other up, and let's walk in the hope of the gospel.